When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to I Am The Cute One, the most chaotic school dance in the podcast universe. Listen, you got through the week like we got through 9-11. And a recession. And the Special K diet. And the time that James Franco hosted the Oscars. And Ben Platt's wig and Dear Evan Hansen. TGIF. (sighs) Cuties, welcome to TGIF. Chelsea and I decided every week we would come to you with a new episode where we give you some entertainment news. Turns out, entertainment, maybe. News, it is not. Because in the episode you are about to hear, Chelsea does two things. First, she refers to Oliver Stone as the director of Oppenheimer. So when I went to put in the show notes that we discussed Oppenheimer, I went to the IMDb page to see if I was spelling it correctly. And while I was there, I noticed Oliver Stone not on this page. Not as the director, not as the writer, not as the producer, not even in the cast. So when Chelsea drags the -the behind-the-scenes crew of Oppenheimer for five minutes straight in this episode, she really means Oliver Stone. Also, she talks about a movie from the 80s or 90s entitled Daybreakers. Cuties, the movie came out in 2009. I had already graduated college, and she says it's from the 80s or 90s. So I really must reiterate, before you get into this episode, this show is not CNN. It never was. It never will be. This show is just (laughs) shit in the street. Enjoy. Hello, I am Donnie, and I am the cute one. And I am Chelsea, and I am the cute one. T-G-I-F, cuties. Oh, we've we've made made it. it. (laughs) This week brought us Renee Rapp as the host of SNL, The Killers announcing a Las Vegas residency, the final Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion, and Taylor Swift's boyfriend's brother ripping off his shirt on national television. And Mm. somehow we've made it to Friday yet again. Taylor Swift's boyfriend's brother ripping his shirt off on national television almost made sure I didn't make it to Friday, but we did anyway. (laughs) So this week, we are each bringing a news story to discuss. I'll be talking about The Trust on Netflix, and Chelsea will be dishing about Oscar buzz and Oscar snubs. Before we started this podcast, Chelsea, I wanted to start a YouTube show called Oscar Buzz, where I dressed like a bumblebee and talked about movies. So sometimes I'm sad I chose this instead. Well, we all had dreams, and sometimes (laughs) you just have to accept your fate. I know I do every time we hit record. And who says I can't dress like a bumblebee for this? Buzz buzz, bitch. Indeed. If you love the show that we've been giving you 100 episodes, do not worry, cuties. Those Monday episodes will still be there, untouched, the way you always have them, chaos, nostalgia, all of the things. But Chelsea and I love talking to each other and to you so much that once a week just didn't cut it anymore. So every Friday, that is, Calum, every Friday, we are bringing you TGIF, and that's going to be a new episode where we talk about our favorite things from the week. So 
It could be a hodgepodge of hot topics like we're doing today, or it could be like if there's one thrilling TV episode we both need to discuss, or a movie we both saw in theaters, or probably just about ourselves. Yeah, most likely it's just another episode a week where we can embarrass ourselves publicly. It's what we do best. But the big takeaway here is that there will be episodes every Monday and every Friday. Mm. Welcome to the new era. New year, same us. <laughs> but much more of it. I love that our personal brand is like, oh, you can tolerate this? Well, here's even more of it. I'd rather give people too much than not enough. Put it on our tombstones. They can never say we didn't give enough. No. Speaking of, there's plenty more where that came from. <laughs> yeah. So cuties over on the Patreon, patreon.com slash I am the cute one, the uncut, unedited and unhinged versions of this show. So our Friday TGIF roundup will be available at that $5 a month level. So if you've been wondering what it looks like to hear the uncut versions of our show, if you want to see in real time, the light leaving my eyes as Donnie speaks. You can take a little taste of the milk before you commit to buying the whole cow. Moo, moo. That made me uncomfortable. <laughs> you can see Donnie's uncomfortable face, <laughs> patreon.com slash I am the cute one. So let's get into it. I want to talk about the trust on Netflix. Are you watching? Have you heard no. of it? Nope. We're off to a great start. <laughs> This is crazy. It is a Netflix reality show. Is Nick Lachey the host? No, it's Brooke Baldwin, who I feel like I've seen before. I looked at her IMDb and she like hosted CNN and stuff. I don't really think I have a past with this woman, but I like her so much. I started following her on Instagram and Twitter. A CNN person. Who would have thought? Not me, but it's 11 people and there's a $250,000 prize. So quarter of a million dollar prize, 11 people. Now, the premise is they can do nothing and just like deedle bop throughout the event. Deedle bop, naturally. (laughs) I said deedle, deedle with a D. Is that a real phrase? No. Okay, so we just had to establish that beetle bop would be ridiculous, but deedle bop, I mean, come on. Uh Uh-huh. <laughs> so they can just deedle bop through life and then the 11 of them split the quarter million dollars or each like little round they go down to the water with Brooke Baldwin and they can give a name of someone they want to kick out secretly and you only need one vote to be kicked out but if there's a tie then nobody gets kicked out so if me and you are in a group of 10 I vote to kick you out you vote to kick me out neither of us get kicked out but if I only vote you out you go home and don't get to split the money this is an insane premise and this is my issue with Netflix reality shows (laughs) just like us you can't say they're not doing enough you could argue perhaps it's too much there's one guy that's like so nice and so christian and he wears a cowboy hat all the time and when the gay guy gets kicked out he says like even with our very very different lifestyles i still wanted him to win some money so then all the other people are like well what did you mean by very very different lifestyles that sounded vague that was bless her heart coded yeah so then they like want him out of course Anyway. This is interesting, though. So then if you're the person who's putting a name down and people catch on to your game, then they'll vote you out. Yes. Right? Okay. Uh-huh. 
So that is the thing. There was the all girls alliance. The five girls are sticking together. Then one of them let her pussy speak. And she started having the hots for this guy. She chose him over them. And then the girls alliance like split up kind of. It's a mess. Mm. But I have not been triggered by reality TV this much since September. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) During the final weeks of Big Brother 25. So Mm -hmm. not that long ago at all. But with Big Brother... I'm able to just go on Twitter, say what I want to say, log off. Say what I want to say, log off. This has me so heated Mm. that, like, I have been fighting with people. Because once we got to, like, the halfway point, it looks like all the white people are just targeting the black people. So I am very triggered, and I have not nice things to say. I messaged one of the black women that were kicked off on Instagram DM, and I was like, fuck these people and fuck this show. (laughs) So I'm very opinionated. You're going to start a burner account called (laughs) Reality Reality Donnie Tease. I just might. But this is a great time to like segue into this because I have been going through an emotional struggle. I don't know how to live anymore. (gasps) Because of this show? As you know, I like to live like Beyonce. I ignore haters. I block people with different opinions. Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful lifestyle choice. My time online is stress-free because I have created a bubble where everybody is Team Monique. Except for your co-host right now. What do you mean? Candy gals, rise up. Yeah, but I don't care about your opinion. That's what I mean. You could give me a dissertation of why candy is better. And I'll say, yes, and like that. Mm -hmm. But this, I have been going back and forth. And I think it's because we're in the Renaissance and Renee rap has Uh. changed my life. So like, I want to live like Beyonce, but I also have fun shit talking the haters, but it's impossible to live both at the same time. Mm, I see. Yeah, my heart tells me to block and move on, but my fingers are like, your bangs are disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I have many thoughts. Okay. I do know that Renee Rapp has really opened the portal to hell for Uh you feeling empowered in ways perhaps you shouldn't Mm -hmm. to just speak all of your thoughts out loud. If doing that every week, now twice a week on our podcast wasn't enough, she has really lit a fire under your ass to just (laughs) tell the world what you think. So, you know, TBD, how that works out for everybody. (laughs) But I think that for you, the living like Beyonce piece of the puzzle is a really good approach because a couple of things. Number one, I always feel like if you're going to clap back at somebody online, you have to be funnier than them. If you can't say it nice, at least say it funny. That is well, the I golden am. rule. Uh-huh. I think that you should have this. I'm going to be your PR. No, I'm not claiming that. Never mind. Cancel clear. But I do believe <laughs> online, Beyonce. However, when you are on Watch What Happens Live, Speak your mind. Say what you want to say. But she also does it on Instagram, Chelsea. That's where you are losing the plot. No. Renee Rapp, while an icon, while I'm obsessed with her, while I wish she would smack me across the face and call me an old (laughs) bitch, Uh she really gives like 2003 energy in a really like unapologetic way. For as much as she hates millennials, she would have really fit in in the early aughts. Uh But I think it's important for us to know as, you know, the older, wiser generation, like, hey, love what you're doing here. But also we don't need to be like fighting with every Joe Schmo in the comments because we have better shit to do. We're about to call Andy Cohen dumb on national television. Very true. So here's what I'll give you as a 
What do you call that thing? I'm not good at it. A compromise. compromise. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Here's what I'll give you. If I am urged to uh, respond to someone in the comments, instead, I will make it content and I'll make it a reel or a story instead where I respond. I to think them. that's good. Yeah. Like, I do think it's funny to pin a mean comment. I do think it's funny to say, like, yeah. I love your cat picture. <laughs> your cat looks like she hates you every once in a while. But I think yeah. that when and, you know, I'm in a full glass house just mm-hmm. chucking stones. But I know I've fallen down that rabbit hole where eventually you're giving people attention who just want your attention. That's true. And I think my attention is better off on reality TV. We'll bring it back to what we were originally talking about. Uh So after I caught up on the trust, I started watching another Netflix reality show called Surviving Paradise, where they all move into a villa. And then after two hours, they find out they really have to live in the woods. And then they (laughs) vote people in the villa one at a time. Netflix is run by Jigsaw. I just assume Nick Lachey is involved in every project, even if he's not putting his face behind it. Nick and Vanessa Lachey are Jigsaw. They're like, you want to play a game? It's for an experiment. Ooh, put you in the woods. Got to vote each other off. Deep fake. I loved it so much, Chelsea. I watched like eight hours yesterday of it. So then Quinn called. He's in LA. He said, what have you been doing? And I told him all about the trust. And then I told him all about surviving paradise. And he said, so basically, you've just been spending all this time watching shows where people have to deceive each other to succeed. And I said, Yes. Hey, Kelly Kapoor from The Office giving Jim <laughs> updates about which celebrities married who. I just told you I've been watching uh-huh. people lie to each other in the woods. <laughs> Truly. But that is not what's going on with me yet. It's what will be because I always thought I would be great television just because I'm chaotic. Like, I would be good TV. I would be fun to watch. But I never thought I would be good at these games until... I am, like, watching both of these shows and the traders all simultaneously, basically. And I really think I would thrive in the game. Like, I was put on this earth to lie to people and screw them out of money. Love to hear that from my business partner, who I have a joint bank account with. I don't disagree, though. I think that you would be amazing reality TV Regardless, if we have one day Ask Believe receive our own like Simple Life reboot, Mm -hmm. it'll be amazing. If you are a contestant on Jeopardy, it's going to go viral. Like I really (laughs) do think you have that star power, but I think the added element of deception and lying, it really is your specialty. Congratulations. Thank you. you. I thrive. Okay. On to my topic. Mm -hmm. First, I do want to acknowledge that this is hilarious that this is my segment because I famously just never watched movies until (laughs) this podcast. I truly used to have my own Oscars where me and Dr. Bald would talk about like my favorite top five movies of the year. Should we do that now? Well, the problem is that I've watched so many movies now because back in the day, I would watch five movies a year and (laughs) I would make my top movie of the year like It didn't matter what year it came out. It was still my movie. For example, my top movie of 2020, Jumanji, even though it came out in 2017. I fucking love that film. Jack Black is remarkable as a teenage girl. He really is. His best work. I agree. What would you say your top movie is of the year that you've watched? Well, I was afraid we'd get here. So I tried to give you my top movie and instead brought a top 10. And those are Megan, the Super Mario movie. Ugh. You didn't like it? No, I thought it was pandering. I think it's how 
all nostalgic movies should be. I think it is the best nostalgic movie ever made. My third one, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. And the rest of my list is like very Donnie specific. Spider-Man Across the Universe, May, December, Barbie, The New Haunted Mansion, Totally Killer, The Holdovers, and The New Ninja Turtle. I've seen actually quite a bit of those. I'm really proud of myself. Going off the top of my head. Uh of movies that I really, really enjoyed. Again, the way that I play this game is it doesn't matter what year it came out. Okay. So number one, Daybreakers, that vampire movie from the 80s or 90s. Okay. I really enjoyed the world building. I want to see more. Now, I know that movie came out probably like 30 years ago, so (laughs) don't know if we'll be getting a sequel anytime (laughs) soon, but fingers crossed. I also (laughs) loved Cabin in the Woods. Of course, got to support my guy, M. Night Shyamalan. And I did. I loved Barbie. I don't think Cabin in the Woods is M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, Knock at the Cabin? Yes. Knock at the Cabin. Yeah, that one. Again, Uh just your resident movie expert about to chime in on Oscar buzz and Oscar snubs. Wait, have you seen Cabin in the Woods, though? No. Okay, that's from 2011, but it is top tier. Okay, I know the twist. Oh, how do you know the twist? You told me the twist. No, I never did. What did I tell you? That they're... Oh? Yeah. I don't know why you just acted like you could never tell a twist when we famously just covered I Know Who Killed Me, which you pitched as the movie where Lindsay Lohan has a secret twin. So wow. Okay. Those are some of my movies. Now let's move into what the Academy felt were mm. their favorite movies. Cuties, you know I cannot see a movie without pretending I'm in it, and now it's your turn. Have you ever tried to use the Force when no one's looking, or thought about what superheroes would win in a fight? Then you'll want to stop what you're doing, (laughs) unless you're driving, and visit Sideshow.com. Your eyes do not deceive you. They have a life-size, impeccably detailed replica of the child from Star Wars The Mandalorian. Now, I don't mean to brag, but Sideshow did send me the child. I call him Baby Yoda. I have since learned that is not his name, but he is my son now, so I will be continuing to call him as such. And we have been playing dress up, having photo shoots, and just having a grand old time. But if that one doesn't speak to you, how about a movie-accurate statue of Christopher Reeve as Superman? They got that too. But just wait until you see the incredibly lifelike figures of Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. We are thrilled to have Sideshow sponsoring our podcast today. They offer a wide selection of premium figures, statues, and fine art from the worlds of Star Wars, DC, Marvel, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and so much more. These limited edition, handcrafted, officially licensed collectibles bring pop culture's biggest icons to life in your home. And here is the best part. You can get an exclusive $50 off your first order of $200 or more. It's a great opportunity for new customers to dive into the world of high-quality collectibles. Or you can gift it to that super geek in your life. Perhaps that person in your life that you know would cringe when they hear that I've been letting my daughter sleep with my baby Yoda. And again, that I refuse to stop calling it Baby Yoda. Plus, shopping at Sideshow earns you 5% back in Sideshow rewards, meaning for every $100 spent, you get $5 back in rewards that can be used on future purchases. 
While geeking out is its own reward, your collection goes farther with Sideshow. So, what are you waiting for? Visit Sideshow.com, promo code CUTEONE, right now, and get ready to let your geek side show. Oh, that's clever. Sideshow. Like Sideshow.com? I get it. Barbie was nominated for eight awards. Mm -hmm. Best Picture, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Original Song, What Was I Made For? Another Best Original Song, I'm Just Ken. Best Costume Design, Best Production Design. And then Ryan Gosling has been nominated for Best Supporting Actor. And America Ferreira has received her first ever Academy Award nom for Best Supporting Actress. Mm -hmm. So... The internet is in a tizzy and castmates are in a tizzy because Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie were not nominated. Do you consider this a snub? Greta? Yes, I do. I think it was the most profitable movie of the year of all time, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I didn't research. But, like, yes, Greta should absolutely be nominated. Margot only feels like a snub because Ryan and America were. If there were no acting nominees for this movie, I wouldn't think anything of it. I'd be like, okay. But because two supporting actors were, Margot feels personal. I agree with Greta not being included, being a snub, because I feel like it was the the behind-the-scenes magic and it was her vision that made this movie what it was. Because it could have just been, as Joe Coy once eloquently said, (laughs) about a doll with big boobies Mm -hmm. like if I had to choose between America's performance and Margot Robbie's performance when people were talking about the movie specifically women it was that America Ferreira monologue she gave I felt like that performance was really special do you you know because I'm a man so here's my thing about that everybody I want everybody to scoot your chair (laughs) in make sure you turn up that volume a man has an opinion on Barbie (laughs) Let's go. The writing of that monologue was wonderful. I think what it meant in the movie and in the real world was wonderful. The performance of it was the same performance I saw Julia Stiles do when she read that poem (gasps) in 10 Things I Hate About You. Fuck off. I don't know if she needs to be nominated. I would use that spot to nominate Rachel McAdams in Are You There, Goddess Me, Margaret. I couldn't disagree more. I feel like that performance of her saying it was... Perfect. I would vote for mm. her for president. You know. Well, I would vote for her for president. I just wouldn't give her an Oscar nominee. A president it. named America. I mean, come on. On the nose. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> people are up in arms. Like I said, Twitter yeah. is aghast. People are comparing this <laughs> nomination situation to the plot of Barbie. Mm. Brian Gosling released a statement basically criticizing the Academy and he said, there is no Ken without Barbie and there is no Barbie movie without Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie, the two people most responsible for this history-making globally celebrated film. To say that I'm disappointed that they are not nominated in their respective categories would be an understatement. Against all odds, with nothing but a couple of soulless, scantily clad, and thankfully crotchless dolls, they may made us laugh, they broke our hearts, they pushed the culture, and they made history. Their work should be recognized along with the other very deserving nominees. Having said that, I'm so happy for America. 
blah, 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 blah. I consider myself woke. So I hate when there's like woke movies and then you find out the people in the movie, usually that play the bad guys, but like have the same views as the bad guy in the movie. Because you want to sit and watch this art, but then you watch it and you find out, and this is totally made up, but like there are movies where this is the case. Mm -hmm. You watch it and you're like, oh, Will Ferrell. Ferrell. Will Ferrell does hate women. Will Ferrell does believe the patriarchy is the best thing Somewhere ever Somewhere Will Ferrell has tuned into this first ever TGIF episode and is pulling a Nini Leaks. Now, why am I in it? Will Ferrell has just turned off I Am the Cute One Forever. He will not be recommending this show to a friend who would pass the vibe. Well, back. maybe he'll be a celebrity guest one week <laughs> yeah. to give us our one-minute synopsis. As long as he knows how to say his own last name. But I... I'm glad that Ryan is on the same page of the movie that we were presented. Yeah, absolutely. Because it takes away from the message when you're like, oh, so you're just full of shit. (laughs) This is not actually what you believe at all. Uh Not everybody is a Ryan Gosling fan. Who isn't? Have you seen this shit with what's his bun Stone? Oliver Stone. I couldn't even tell you who that is. Oliver Stone is the director of Oppenheimer. Oh, God. No, I didn't. I think this is a great example of you don't always need to comment. You don't always have to be Renee Rapp because sometimes it makes you look like a petty, petulant little bitch. (laughs) So he was doing an interview and he gave this interview before he had even seen Barbie. He says, Ryan Gosling is wasting his time if he's doing that shit for money. He should be doing more serious films. He shouldn't be part (laughs) of this infantilization of Hollywood. Now it's all fantasy, 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 including all the war pictures. Fantasy, fantasy. Fantasy. Even the Fast and the Furious movies, which I used to enjoy, have become <gasps> like Marvel movies. I mean, how many crashes can you see? He pulled a full Roger Ebert. Why did we have to bring Fast and the Furious right. into this? But like that just makes you seem like a little whiny weenie. Yeah, especially because when the movies were both out at the same time, Greta and Margot posted pictures of them seeing Oppenheimer. And I thought like Oppenheimer people did the same. I thought it was just like an unspoken, we support each other. No, there was all this behind the scenes drama where, and I don't know if it was Oliver Stone specifically. Again, Mm -hmm. I shouldn't be the one talking about this, but (laughs) here I am moving my mouth with words coming out. But the Oppenheimer people were super pissed that they were being released on the same day. Oh. Yeah. So this is the interview equivalent of somebody driving around a giant truck with little balls hanging out the back whenever i see that i'm like oh so you have a little tiny ding i've never seen balls on a car oh you'll see them everywhere now they hang under the license plate so what you have to do first is scan the road for the douchiest car and Uh then just bring your eyes slightly down (laughs) and there's usually a pair of testicles hanging there disgusting just another little game I like to play on the road. I learned this from one of my best friends. Whenever I see a Tesla, I like to say out loud to the car, and I'm me, and I'm dumb as shit. So people, I think, sometimes don't know if I'm kidding or not. Whenever I see a Tesla on the road, I like to turn and say, man, these new Toyotas look crazy. Anywho, so Oliver Stone has since posted a quote-unquote apology about his comments. If this directing thing doesn't work out for him, he does have a career on Bravo in store for him because Ramona Singer could have tweeted this. He says, very disappointed to see Deadline, a publication I respect, run this sensationalized, out-of-context statement I made about Barbie weeks before the film even came out. At the... 
This is crazy. At the time, I was busy promoting my nuclear documentary in Europe. <laughs> and then he goes on and on and on. He's seen Barbie. He appreciates it. Yada, yada, yada. Mm. I wish Greta and the entire Barbie team good fortune at the Oscars. What a piece of shit. What a dumb little <laughs> asshole. Yeah, I hate him. My nuclear war movie. <laughs> I'll never be seeing that or Flowers of a Paper Moon, whatever it's called. Three and a half hours starring Leonardo DiCaprio. No, no thank, thank you. you. Those are our news stories of the week. <laughs> Heavy hitting topics. But we're not leaving you yet. First, we need to talk about the cutie of the week. So Chelsea, who do you think had the cutest week? I want to give the cutest week to my grandma. Oh. We watched the Detroit Lions game together. She is a Michigander, born and bred, and she looked so cute, literally, in her Lions gear. And so shout out to all the Lions fans out there. Wow. Go sports. <laughs> sports ball, as you love to say, Donnie. I don't. I know. <laughs> that's that's if any cuties thought they bonded with me over that. I hate the term sports ball. Don't use it in my presence. He will block you. I really do block people for saying that. <laughs> yeah. I just know you're not the kind of person I want to hang around if you say sports ball. So we should have ended on a positive note because this is kind of negative. But Uh-oh. I'll tell you who had the cutest week. Everybody except me. Because... <gasps> In these notes, I had Kevin James. Kevin James had the cutest week because his comedy special came out on Tuesday. But then I watched it. And it's not good at all. Uh I only lasted 30 minutes. Chelsea, our King of Queens is, I think, 22 years older than me. And now that he's not scripted, that age difference is very loud. Oopsie kitty. Yeah. The whole comedy special is about, like, how everyone gets upset about everything these days and about how back when he was little, you were allowed to beat your kids. I was like, oh, I don't like him. (laughs) I had my lube out. I was ready to really enjoy this comedy special. And I just didn't. So. You were left with blue balls. May I suggest yeah. hanging some from that new Toyota? So on that note, <laughs> if you don't want blue balls, be sure to tune in Monday where we'll be covering Showgirls. And then every Thursdays, we also do our Instagram live. So you can get us three times a week. And that's if you're not subscribed to Patreon. Three times a week for free. If you subscribe to Patreon, you get us more than that. That's it. TGIF, motherfuckers. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to I Am The Cute One. If you want more, head to patreon.com slash I Am The Cute One for uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes, as well as even more bonus content. And if you like what you heard, please be sure to leave a five-star rating and subscribe to our show. And to help us grow this community of chaotic cuties, share an episode with a friend you think would pass the vibe check. And to see the madness, check out our YouTube channel, where video footage from all current episodes are posted weekly. You can follow me at RealDonnyWood on Instagram and all other social media platforms. And if you want more of my personal brand of chaos, check me out at OnoChels. Talk to you you later. later. Love Love you like like a sister. sister. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.